0: Would you eat lab-grown fruit? Maybe 2101. Tell us how you feel about this one, because this is the next frontier, I guess. A team of New Zealand scientists are looking to break new ground with regards to cellular horticulture by doing just that. Uh, let's find out what we need to know about this process. Plant and food research, uh, Dr Ben Sean, is with us. Ben, welcome. Kia ora.
1: Good afternoon, Susie.
0: How does this work? How do you intend to produce fruit um, when you're doing it, not the old-fashioned way?
1: Yeah, so I mean, we're, as, you, as you said in your intro, we're looking at at cellular horticulture, so trying to produce um, food or plant, you know, fruit without um, without having the the rest of the plant involved, I guess. Um, one way we could think about it is the kind of ultimate and controlled environment growing um, where we can control all of our, our inputs and what we do with the cells and then only getting the, the food out at the other end. Um, so yeah, so that we get a, a, a fresh, delicious, healthy plant food, but huh. um, directly from the cells. Um, yeah.
0: How do you do it?
1: Um, so we're, we start with a, a bit of a plant and um, we we take that piece of the plant. So some of the, the plants we've been looking at have been, uh, we've got some cells from blueberries, uh, some from summer fruit like uh, cherries and, and peaches and, and um, some from crops like uh, apple and, and grapes. So take some fruit from, from one of those um, and then we take those to our lab and we're able to uh, isolate the cells from the, the plants, just a few of them, and then we can... Um, those growing so that we have uh, many more of them Um, and and once we've we've been growing those cells we're able to the idea is that we can then um, get them to start producing the things that we'd want in a food Um, things like flavor things like texture um, and and health compounds as well so yeah, the, that's what our I guess we've got a a research um, program looking at all mm. of, all of this, how we might be able to do it, and then how do we get from there this this collection of cells that that have the um, I guess some of the things we want in a food, but how do we get there to a food? Um, how do we get a large piece? How can we get it to be um, I guess everything we want in a in a nice fresh piece of fruit?
0: And and what would it? look like? I don't know if you can answer this question yet, but if you were trying to grow a blueberry, would it look like a blueberry, or would it look like a piece of
1: blueberry? Yeah, I think that's a, um, a great question, and I think um, maybe when your when um, listeners, if they're texting in on 2101 as to whether they'd eat it, um, they want to let us know what they'd like it to look like as well. Um, I think, uh, you know, that I wouldn't anticipate that this needs to look at all like the fruit that we're getting the cells from, um, but you know we do want something that's that's something that uh, we'd want to eat um we're not focused at the moment on on what that product is um it's more around understanding how to get the cells to behave themselves uh, and produce what we want how to get them to uh to a to a, a structure that's like a fruit flesh um but uh, there are all sorts of things that we could we could do with regards to what what it might look like in the end and that'll probably depend on um you know what what people would like to see
0: why is this something that you're pursuing
1: so as a, again a really important question um it it has to be something that's worthwhile doing right and um we know that the world's changing um there's a there's a lot of um a lot of things that are are likely to happen in the in the near future. We've got population growth. Um, we've got increasing um, urbanisation with more and more people living in cities, um, and we've got a bunch of uh, disruptions coming with with climate change. You know, we're not going to be able to grow the same crops where we used to, um, and you know, people these people that are living this large population that we're going to have to produce food for, um, living in these urban environments. Um, are going to need a, a secure um, sustainable uh, food food system um, and so we need to look at how you know what new systems can we have that that can go along our conven- alongside our conventional production systems um, we 're already really good at, at growing really nice high quality um, produce in our orchards um, and and sending those to to overseas markets but um you know with with the disruptions that we're expecting to see in the future having having systems to go alongside those where we can potentially control um you know ha- have really good sustainable production close to to those markets um and that maybe we can have um uh, more available um fresh fruit mm. to consumers there less seasonality as well so can we can we you know take out that um yearly uh availability, availability thing, if we're producing these in, in a controlled environment system and um, consistent quality, consistently healthy, consistently delicious, you're always getting the, the best thing. So those mm. are the, the main drivers, I think.
0: I guess people will be uh, familiar with the idea, at least, um, of things like lab-grown meat. Um, this, I guess, is something that perhaps goes alongside it. How big is this worldwide?
1: yeah i mean lab grown meat is, is um a a big thing internationally and and still still growing um and there are you know there's some lab grown meat um products that are in market um being sold to consumers right now um and yes this this is likely to look uh something similar to the the approach that they take where for lab grown meat um but currently the the plant cell um food area uh, is is fairly small. There's a, there's a few groups working on this internationally, and a few companies that are getting interested. Um, but there's not a whole lot out there at this point, in particular. You know, delivering a a whole food rather than a a collection of cells. Um, I guess in the the um, meat area, you'd be look. You know, if you're talking about delivering a piece of steak rather than a a, a bit of mince. Um, so we're we're looking at making a piece of uh, fruit rather than a, a collection of cells necessarily so mm. um, i guess yeah, that's... There's, there's still a lot to be done i guess yeah
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely that's the thing as well because um you know there's got to be obviously it's got to taste good but you'd also want it to have a really good uh nutritional profile too
1: yep nutritional profile's really important taste really important um and the combination of things you know that that taste and the texture and and um, how it looks and where it's come from all of that really can will contribute to the consumer's eating experience Um, so yeah it's not it's not just getting getting it to taste good but um, being able to produce something that really is uh, appealing and as well as healthy we think there's some opportunities to um, have perhaps enhanced health benefits with um, this cell-cultured plant food approach, but um, that's that's something we're working on within our our Hmm. research programme.
0: Could be even better than the real thing, maybe. When might you have some of these available for
1: people to try? Yeah, people keep asking me that question. It seems like it's um, something that... that, everyone wants to have a taste of um we, we are not tasting them just yet ourselves um and and that's really because the the systems are producing the food um that we're using and aren't, aren't currently um food systems but um oh it's really hard to put a put a number on when when we're done We'd have some some things out the door I think mm. uh, so I'm going to avoid your question unfortunately
0: <laughs> <laughs> look it's a fascinating area thank you so much for coming on and for telling us about it Dr Ben Sean then Sean there from Plant and Food Research